0: This Shabbos, being the Shabbos that comes before Purim, has the distinction that we take out a second Sefer Torah, and in addition to the weekly Parsha that we read, we also read a section that deals with the mitzvah of remembering and ultimately destroying the nation of Amalek. And therefore it's called Shabbos Zocher, the Shabbos of that mitzvah of remembering. Who is Amalek? So Amalek is that nation that was always there out to get the Jewish people. As soon as we left Mitzrayim, as soon as we left Egypt, they attacked us right after leaving Egypt, even before the giving of Torah. They attacked us later um, when we were in the desert, before we went into the land of Eretz Um They battled us later in the times of uh, King Shoal, Shoal HaMelech. So this is this nation that represents the ultimate of wickedness, the ultimate of evil. Um, and therefore, this is the only nation that there's this mitzvah in the Torah to remember, remember them, remember what they've done to us, and that ultimately they will be obliterated, they will be destroyed. And that's why every year we, are, we have that mitzvah of reading and remembering this evil nation. And the reason we do it the week before Purim is because Haman, who is the villain of the Purim story, the one who wanted and plotted um, and planned to destroy the entire Jewish people, he himself is a direct descendant of Amalek as well. So the story of Purim is the downfall of Haman, who is a descendant of Amalek. And therefore the Shabbos beforehand, we read that Parsha where we're commanded, again, to remember and destroy this nation of Amalek. Um, And of course, for us today, um, we don't have an Amalek that we know, and we have no ability of destroying anybody, even if we would. Um, There has to be a deeper meaning to this. And as every area in Torah has, in addition to a simple pshat, a simple meaning, also what it represents on a more internal level of every person, by every person. And therefore, Amalek is not merely a nation of old who did things bad and negative to us thousands of years ago but something that we have to find its relevance in our life today. Um, Indeed, there's a a Hasidic story about a great Hasid of the Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya. And he came to a city, he happened to be in a certain city, and it was this Shabbos, and the one reading the Torah read the story of Amalek. And another um, Torah scholar who was there watched the facial expressions of this Hasid, and when Amalek was mentioned, when they read Amalek in the Torah, he saw on his face a tremendous and intense hatred towards Amalek. So this scholar who was watching the Chassid walked over to him afterward and he said, I see you have this real hatred to Amalek. Obviously, it's not to a nation of 2,000 two thousand years ago. You must. There's something deeper here that you're really hating, that you're really feeling it's evil. What is that? And the Chassid says, in order to really understand this, you have to travel to my Rebbe and learn from him. And then you'll also understand the evil characteristic of Amalek and why it should be remembered and uprooted and hated on an internal level. So what is Amalek? And what is it, again, in our own avodah, in our own service of Hashem? So in short, there is the seven nations that inhabited the land of Israel. The Shiva, Umois, Klal Yisrael As-old. you're going to go out of Egypt, you're going to come to the land of Israel... And you'll conquer the seven nations. And then apart from them is the nation of Amalek. And only Amalek has that mitzvah of destruction. And all of this plays itself out in our own soul, in our own service of Hashem. The seven negative nations who inhabited the land of Israel, who had to be conquered, those seven nations represent in our own life our negative Midos. And we have the various negative traits that we have. And sometimes we're negative in one area or in another area. Um, and they represent the different flaws and failings of a person. Most of the flaws and failings that we have are only due to a lack of inspiration, a lack of direction, and a lack of guidance. In other words, yes, we make, mistake, we make mistakes, and yes, we fall sometimes to various temptations, um, and we may even do things that are sinful, but typically they're a result of a lack of inspiration, a lack of revelation. Um, I'm not, ins- uh, you know, my, my soul is not revealed right now. I don't feel how this is important. I'm not inspired. So because I'm not inspired, because my soul is somewhat hidden, because I'm spiritually asleep, that's why I may do one sin or another or a third. But inspire me, teach me, show me, and then I'll be fine. Then I'll change. I'm not essentially bad. It's just because I'm uninspired today or because today my soul is not talking to me or because I don't know or because I don't understand or because I don't feel. Therefore, I'm acting out in, again, ways A, B or C, which means that most of our flaws are only there because of a lack of we didn't see, we didn't hear, we didn't feel, we weren't touched, we weren't inspired. Teach me, inspire me, show me, and you'll see, I'll change. And that goes for most of the negative things about ourselves that they become a result of a lack of inspiration, a lack of feeling, a lack of clarity, a lack of revelation. What Amalek represents, and that's the seven negative middos that we have, and they don't have to be destroyed. They just have to be taught. Most of our problems we can do away with by teaching ourselves, by inspiring ourselves, and therefore those problems become less and less. Amalek represents something else. The Jewish people come out of Egypt, there's great spiritual revelation, great uh, miracles, there's the 10 plagues, there's the splitting of the sea. Everyone is very inspired, everyone is very impressed by the revelation of Hashem in this world. Amalek comes and says, I don't care. True, I saw the revelation. True, I'm part of that revelation, inspiration of the entire world. We saw all the miracles, but I don't care. I'm not going to let my inspiration, I'm not going to let the revelation affect me. I'm going to act bad anyway. That is a badness that really cannot be transformed because that badness doesn't come from lack of revelation or inspiration. That badness comes from I don't care. That's brazenness. Brazenness, audacity, or chutzpah, is it doesn't matter what you show me, it doesn't matter what you tell me, I'm not going to be impressed, I'm not going to change, I want to be bad. Now, within ourselves, that's very evil. But within ourselves, we can find that in more subtle ways. In subtle ways, there's that part of me, that little voice that when I should be inspired and could be inspired, and even am inspired, says, no, it's not gonna change me anyway, I don't care. So we might see something wondrous and something miraculous, and the voice says, ah, eh, big deal, I'm not gonna change. Or, big deal, so what, is a great miraculous thing, we saw the hand of Hashem, we saw something just miraculous happen, but, ah, uh, big deal. I'm not going to get excited about it. Eh, for Hashem it's no big deal. Or whatever language we use to say, whatever it is, it's not going to change me. Or even we're learning something and it's inspirational and we start feeling a little tug of the heart. You know what, I'm inspired. Maybe I should change. Maybe I should grow. No, 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 no. I don't want to. I don't want to. And we create this sort of barrier that it doesn't matter what you'll show me. It doesn't matter what you'll tell me. I'm not changing because I like the way I am. That's a malik in a more subtle way within ourselves. And that's the mitzvah that we're told every year before Purim to remember. To remember that there is most negative traits can be transformed by education, by inspiration. But there is a subtle negativity that the only way to deal with it is to recognize it for what it is. And to recognize that that's just brazenness. That's just chutzpah. It's the part of me that says, whatever I'm told, I'm not changing anyway. That's something that we have to work on doing away with. And that is the internal Amalek. And the real reason why on a yearly basis we remind ourselves of this, to always be cognizant, to be mindful of that negative nature. On that uh, note, one last point, the word that Terry uses for Amalek is asher karcha baderach," which means they met you in the way. As you were leaving Egypt, they met you. But it's brought on in Sfarim, even Rashi, that the word karcha also is from the word kar, which means cold. Coldness, apathy. That's also an, a strain of Amalek. Apathy is really the same idea. That although there's inspirational things going on, although I'm learning inspiring things, I'm seeing inspiring things, I'm even feeling them, I'm going to remain cold, indifferent, apathetic, and perhaps more than anything, Hasidim disliked coldness and apathy, and that um, that feeling of not to be inspired, not to get part of it, not to get happy. And that's another reason why we read Amalek right before Purim. Purim is the happiest of days. It's a day of celebration. It's a day when we get together, when we when we in, rejoice in being Jewish people, rejoice in Hashem, rejoice in Hashem's hand in this world. And Amalek, the apathetic one, is the one who can't stand rejoicing. He can't stand getting excited about Torah, excited about mitzvahs, excited about being a Yid, excited about our connection with Hashem. And therefore on this Shabbos, let's focus on that, on on remembering and destroying. Amalek and the personal subtle Amaleks and to let ourselves change and to let ourselves be inspired and to let ourselves Rejoice in our Yiddishkeit in our connection to Akshem. Have a wonderful Shabbos